Welcome back. In our second episode of the Sex Magic Podcast, we will be talking about astrology and sex. Katie, our local Zodiac Queen, will be sharing some insight on the different astrological influences and how they manifest in our love and sex life. The Sex Magic Podcast is centered around the exploration of the connections between sexuality and spirituality, the various cultures and traditions of sex magic, and conversations about everything in between led by a coven of curious modern witches. And today we have all of our friends here, Bella, Phoenix, Shady, and I'm Tosca. And I'm so excited to have Shady share some of her expertise in astrology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I guess we're going to start with where in the chart do we find love and sexuality? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm happy to be here with you all and talk about this. Um, so sexuality is complex and people are just very complex. So as much as we might want direct answers about what makes up a person's entire sexuality, there's just no formula for doing this. Um, However, there are certain planets that are more strongly linked to our sexual passions, desires, romance, etc. So by looking at a combination of those planets, um, we can start to interpret a person's natal chart. Um, So usually we look to Mars, Venus, and the moon in regards to that. So exciting. (laughs) And so yeah, for people who aren't super tuned in with astrology, we have more than just our sun sign. And you can figure everything out by going online and figuring out um, with your birth time and location. Um, But we have different planets that rule different things for ourselves, right? Yeah. So for those of you who are new to astrology or might be like, what's a natal chart? Um, Just like a brief rundown on that. Um, A natal chart is a map of where all the planets were in their journey around the sun, the exact moment you were born. So people are pretty familiar with their sun sign, which is just your birthday. And that's kind of like the general expression of like your overall personality. Um, And then... The other things are determined by your birth time and where you were born. So if you want to find out that, you could just go look up natal chart calculator online or go to Cafe Astrology. And another good app to use is Time Passages. Um, Yeah. I really like CoStar, too. That's a newer one. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. (laughs) So, okay. So what are your guys' signs? since I don't know if we have shared that yet. (laughs) I am a Libra sun, Libra moon, and Scorpio rising. Do you know your Venus and Mars? Yes, my Venus is also Libra and my Mars is Gemini. Okay. Mm. (laughs) Sexy times. (laughs) And that's Bella. That's Uh, me, I'm Phoenix and I am a Leo sun, Leo moon, Libra rising. And my Mercury is also in Leo, so I'm just full of fire. <laughs> Do you know your Venus or Mars too? Uh, my or? Venus is in Cancer. Okay. Cancer. <laughs> you got some water. Yeah, a little bit, not much, um, and really like no Earth. Um, and then my <laughs> Mars is in Aries, so that's fun. Yes. And then also um, Jupiter and Gemini, so I'm actually happy for that. 
I have I have some good placements, nice. but I have some. I have like a long some list struggles. Of, <laughs> yeah, a long list of like all of my friends' natal charts like plugged into Kathy Astrology. I'm just like, <laughs> how is Leah doing today? <laughs> Let me see. I did <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> I swear we're not creepy, but maybe a little, just babe. a little, <laughs> just stalking people's maybe kind of charts. <laughs> Astrotheme.com is another. Another one that I've used to save pro. Can you save profiles on Cafe Astrology? I think Shady? it just automatically saves them. Oh, wonderful! I okay. got like twenty or something. In yeah, there, so I don't know how many the limit is, but it's quite so a how lot. weird is it if you ask someone on the first date, like, "Do you? Ha- I need to know where you were born you and exactly s- when." Because I'm going to need your birth chart. You would be surprised at how many guys actually have that information on hand. I don't know if it's just because of L.A. or just the guys that I talk to, but they know. I would say that 75% of the guys that I've talked to know. Amazing. When I was dating um, my boyfriend, I really, really wanted his birth time, but he wouldn't give it to me. So I had to reach out to his mom on Facebook. Oh, my God. (laughs) But she knew. (laughs) Was he withholding it on purpose? He was like, baby, how am I supposed to know that? Like, I don't Mm. know. Ask my mom. And I was like, okay, I will. will. (laughs) (laughs) He told you. Yeah, I actually, yeah, that is how they knew I got them to call their mom. And their moms were just like, what are you doing? All these moms out there are like, what is going on? Why do I need to dig up the birth certificate? Um, so there's Mars, Venus, and the moon. Um, I'd love to dive into um, what each of these kind of represent and what energies they have. Yeah, so Mars um, is all about action, energy, aggression, um, and also sexuality more directly than I would say Venus is. So Venus is the planet of like, beauty, love, sexuality more so when it comes to like partnership. Also, it reflects a lot of our personal style and tastes and aesthetics. Um, So I feel like Venus is more connected to um, what we're attracted to in romantic relationships and kind of courting style. And then the moon um, like symbolizes our emotions, our subconscious, and our longings and urges. So they all Mm -hmm. together kind of play a part. So I feel like the moon is like your intuition when it comes to love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Shady and I actually had a moment before we started recording where we remembered we both have a moon in Leo. So yes, just give us lots of compliments, yeah. compliments <laughs> and affection, words of gifts affirmation. Don't hurt. Oh yes, <laughs> I mean I like to give gifts too. Yeah, Giving very much so. That's a Leo thing. <laughs> yes, very much. Yeah. So did we? I mean, we could dive into Mars a yeah. bit first. I think sounds great. Yes. So um, I don't want to go through like every single sign. I don't mm-hmm. know. If we have time for that. So I kind of wanted to just go through like the different elements. Um, So if you have a Mars and a fire sign, it's obviously going to be a lot about, you know, fiery energy, action forwards. They might not be the most patient. Um, They could tend to rush into things a bit prematurely, which I know from personal experience. Um, Well, actually, my Mars is in Gemini, but still, that's also rushing forward. My Venus is in Aries. But yeah, with the fire signs... um, 
they're pretty direct and honest. It will just kind of tell you what they want and also go after it. So no bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And then with um, Mars and Earth signs, uh, they're not really as aggressive, but they're very determined and practical. Um, So they're willing to, you know, put in work to get what they want. And they're pretty patient and resourceful. Mm. Do any of us have Mars and Earth? Or mm, I dated a Taurus, so that really resonates and like how patient My they were with like a Taurus. Mm-hmm. Very much. Yeah, a Taurus does not like to rush. So they're willing to and they like to invest in relationships and put in time. Um, so Mars and Air people. Um, they have many interests and drives and with my Mars and Gemini, my energy can definitely be kind of like scattered and unfocused sometimes. <laughs> I just want to try all the different things. So very curious and experimental, I guess, when it comes to sex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey. Sounds like a fun way to approach it. <laughs> yeah, just kind of like, you know, I just want like all the ways, all the time, upside down. Um, so if you have Mars and a fire sign, um, you're generally quite passionate. Um, they don't really beat around the bush. They're pretty direct when it comes to like getting what they want and expressing what they need. Um, with Mars and earth signs, they're very practical, determined. They don't mind being patient and slowly investing and taking their time. And Mars and air signs, um, they have many different interests and drives, Um, So they're usually pretty clever about getting what they want and have um, good skills with words. And then Mars and water signs are pretty good at strategy just because of like their intuition and they're definitely more sensitive too. That was just like a brief Mm. overview. I like that. And then what about for Venus? Um, So, yeah, that's the planet of beauty and love and romance and harmony. So it's kind of about um, sexuality in our relationships with other people and what we're attracted to in relationships and romance. Um, And also, yeah, how you attract other people. (laughs) So I associate Venus energy... um, with more sensuality than sexuality. Um, So with like fire signs, it's kind of similar to Mars in that they're very warm, enthusiastic, and easily excited, quick to relationships like I mentioned before. (laughs) Do you have, does anyone else have their Venus in a fire sign? Wait, let me, no, I'm Libra, Venus and Libra. Mine's actually in Cancer. I'm grateful for a little water balance me out. <laughs> um, so Venus and the Earth signs are going to be very sensual and practical, uh, luxurious. They probably, you know, like fine things and like fine mm. dining and being like taken out to nice dinners, yeah. that kind of stuff, because they're all about, you know, the energy um, of not energy of material things, but like just being in the here and now. Um, 
with Venus and air signs, they're definitely going to need like a level of um, mental stimulation in order to be engaged because they can be kind of superficial, not in terms of like what they're talking about, but um, just in terms of like being attached or like deeply penetrating <laughs> i guess i so. feel so attacked right now <laughs> what was your venus in again libra it's so oh. true like if my mind isn't there my body is shut down right yeah yeah it can't just be about like the physical with them they need something that like excites their mind um so true and then with venus in the water signs they're all about obviously like deep emotional intimacy like soul connection emotional security and depth yes yes <laughs> confirmed uh. passion is very important and feel and not just in necessarily a physical sense but like this intimacy in all forms right i feel like is i need like that deep and sensitivity connection. too mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and Definitely. like intuitive ability to like read each other yeah, absolutely. I do feel like I have a between being an empath and having my Venus in Cancer and my Moon in Leo, you could say I'm a little bit of a softie sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> don't hate it, I guess. There's also Eros, which I don't think we are super familiar with, but it is something that you can do some more research on. It's the sign position of the asteroid Eros, um, and that can reveal some of our erotic turn-ons and our erotic Ooh, nature. I want to know what mine is. Yeah, yeah I want to know what mine is too. I was going to try to look it up before I came, but I didn't have time. But um, yeah, as I was researching it, um, there was something in an article that was saying it's just something and someone that you're just attracted to so much, even though you might not be naturally attracted to that type of sign. So I feel like mine might be an Aquarius because I feel like a lot of Aquarians pop up in my life, even though I don't have that much Aquarius in my chart. And yeah. Just got that natural draw. Hmm. <laughs> Let's see. Okay, yeah. Eros shows you the sign you're most often attracted to, even if your sun sign isn't necessarily compatible. So, Ooh, that could create some turmoil. So how do I it find could. That out? As a Pisces, I love that emotional <laughs> turmoil. It's like, why not? I've never looked up the Eros before, I don't think. Yeah, that's what's cool about astrology is that the more I learn about it, the more I realize there's so much more to learn. It's like the never-ending story. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, I understand the planets, now the houses, now the asteroids. And then there are like trines and oppositions like that happen in the sky throughout the year. And it's like, whoa, so much is going on. <laughs> Space is wild. Yeah, there's a lot to read. And so magical. So another, um, another theme that comes up a lot for people who are curious about astrology is their compatibility with other signs. That's true. Um, as a Gemini, I, I found that I am attracted to so many different signs, I guess, just because I can like kind of take on different roles. Though right now I have a lot of cancers in my life that I love, so... I have tons of cancers too. I had like eight cancer birthdays in a row. Oh it's just like, yes. 
But yeah, in typical Pisces fashion, I've often picked signs that I am not supposed to be compatible with. So I think like the least compatible with Pisces um, are Sagittarius and Gemini. And yeah, I dated like a Sagittarius for like four years and then Gemini for like two years. So (laughs) in my personal experience, I've mostly had good luck. Like I realized Leo with another Leo is definitely a struggle and a fight for attention, but as is with any other fire sign, um, I didn't have very good luck with Scorpio as they are forever enigmatic and it's just a little too much of a mystery shell for me. I need a little bit more like clarity and emotion, (laughs) but the, it's like the fire and water that like extension of like make steam as much passion yeah, it's, it's as much in either direction it's either extreme like turmoil or extremely passionate so i've had this book called sex signs um by constance Sellis for like i swear 10 years and i've been using it for every guy for that long <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and it's funny because when i looked up uh, i'm currently my partner's uh, an aries and i'm a leo which is a pretty pretty great pairing and there's one sentence in here that made me laugh really hard It says, there's an inherent competition with these two signs. Aries says, me first, while Leo says, look at me. And unless they really work hard, the competition extends into bed and someone has to give in. Usually it will be Leo because she will feel the magnanimous thing to do. This combo is good for short, hot affairs. And once everything is cooking, a long-term relationship could easily follow. Sounds about right. Ow! (laughs) Yeah, I'm wondering now, (laughs) I'm wondering like what signs I'm incompatible with. I've never looked that up Mm -hmm. as a Libra. Yeah. Well, there's like so, you're so much more than your sun signs. And like there's just so many different aspects to look at that, yeah, you can't really judge someone on just that. Hmm, I'm wondering for our listeners, would you recommend a particular aspect they should look at for compatibility? Like should their Venuses match? Should their Mars match? Yeah. In regards to like sex and love, people say to usually look at the Mars and Venus and if those signs are compatible because it's going to be like the way that you express love, what you desire in love, what you need to be fulfilled in a romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Great. I think that's such a good tip. I think that's really useful for everyone. I don't think I've actually looked up my partner's Venus and Really? Yeah. Well, he hasn't given you his time, has he? Yeah, he did a while. Well, his mom did a while mm. ago. We must dissect. <laughs> <laughs> I love reading about this Venus and Cancer placement. I've, I've, I've only read a little bit on it. And the more that I read, I'm actually in time passages right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. That's pretty flattering. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Your affections operate at an unconscious and instinctual level. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally from having my Venus and Aries, I'm very like impulsive when I go like, all the way to like a full-blown relationship it's like oh i just met this person why don't they move in with me like in four months (laughs) which happened in my last relationship so yeah met the guy very very quick way too fast he was living with me in like four months and i was like "Mm, maybe you shouldn't have done that (laughs) do you feel it makes you more impulsive generally uh 
Yes, but also <laughs> combined with like being a Pisces sun, I'm pretty prone to extreme disillusionment and living in a fantasy. So love like coupled, bombing. yeah, coupled with that like fast love track trajectory, I feel like it gets me into those situations. But I'm trying to be more aware of that. So another place we can dive into is the astrological transits and the effects on signs. Um, I know that we just had the new moon in Virgo and um, I feel like Venus was in Scorpio. Yeah, Venus just moved into Scorpio on the 9th. So when Venus moves into a different sign, it kind of takes on the characteristics of that sign in regards to love and partnership and just like what we're kind of all vibing to. Um, so Scorpio is an intense sign. Um, they crave a lot of genuine interactions, authenticity. They're not really that interested in superficial conversations or connections. Um, so during this time when Venus is in Scorpio, um, it will be a good time for like very intimate, like deep talks with your partner if you are in a relationship to get to like the core of whatever you all need to work on. Um, and then also probably really hot sex too. Damn, I'm ready. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. So uh, other than that... Is there anything else going in the sky we should know about in the moment? Um, well, Venus is going to go into retrograde sometime in October. Oh, yeah. I do believe. And dun, for a while, dun, I dun. think. Yeah. I think it's going to be retrograde for a while. It down somewhere. Retrogrades are really interesting because I feel like there's so much... Uh, connotation with retrogrades now it's like oh no mercury's in retrograde everything's terrible but for me i really like to tap into what retrograde really means when it's just a time for like deep reflection and calming down and i don't know yeah i feel like people are always like i'm just gonna blame the planets for all of the things that are <laughs> happening in my life but no they really aren't times that anyone should fear if you use the energy the right way um i feel like we could all benefit from a little internal reflection you know and deep thinking so venus goes retrograde october 6th and then goes direct november 16th um, so with Mercury in retrograde, that usually affects like communication technology. But in regards to love, um, it's kind of our sensual, sociable nature that's getting thrown off balance. Or um, it's a time where what we value is kind of coming into scrutiny in our relationships. So just, yeah, reflecting and reviewing on who we love like how we show affection, if we're getting what we need. Whenever Mercury is in retrograde, I do notice that certain exes will pop up and I'm just like, oh, you're reaching out. That's, that's interesting. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hi, hi. <laughs> Slide into the DMs. I feel like that happens things. as the weather gets colder as well. Mm, They're like, yeah. I want to snuggle. Who can I oh, text? Yeah. What do they call it again? Cuffing, Cuffing, Cuffing season. season. That's it. Combined with a retrograde, that's so, trouble. So much trouble. <laughs> During the Mars retrograde, too, that we just had, which Mars went direct, I think, August 27th, um, 
Yeah, a lot of people were feeling like obstacles and confusion during that time because Mars is like an outward moving planet. You know, it always wants to move forward. But during retrograde, the energy was turned a little bit more inward. So yeah, just reassessing how we go about, you know, getting what we want. And a lot of X is popping up during that time <laughs> for sure. I would like to hit skip. <laughs> like, did you learn your lessons? Do you want to do this again? The <laughs> universe is testing us. And maybe that's just within us and not necessarily in a tangible way. Maybe that's something pops up as an old memory. And I actually saw a beautiful poem yesterday that referred to that about how you can feel fully healed and then something can, you know, snag at you way later and just, you know, you might feel that, you know, that rush, that ping feeling in Sense your chest. memory. Yep. Mm. And it's, it actually happens to me sometimes with uh, sense very much. My nose, you know, the nose and memory link is quite, uh, quite strong. And that happens with me every so often, but you just kind of have to remind yourself that, you know, it's healing isn't linear and it's okay to heal in stages. Totally. So true. Also with all of these like transits and with all the different cycles, the moon cycles, we want to kind of tap into them and go with the flow because it's a regenerative process. And so the more we're in tune with these processes, the more we'll feel whole and the more we will feel healed. And, um, if we try to resist them, then I feel like that's when the real trouble comes in. Right on. Yeah. Definitely have that covered. So what are some sexy transits? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, besides like Venus being in Scorpio, that's pretty sexy. <laughs> that is pretty sexy. I feel like I need to do some role play with that one. <laughs> yeah. I would like to take a sexy transit to my bedroom. <laughs> <later>. <laughs> Coming to you from my living room today, <laughs> by the way. I think maybe the last thing I want to talk about um, is the moon phases and how we can explore sexuality through the different moon phases, like having sex on the full moon or courting someone on the new moon, um, what the best times are for um, romance and love throughout the lunar cycle. I think if you just look at the lunar cycle, like generally speaking, uh, new moon is good for, you know, fresh beginnings and new starts. And Tosca, we talked about this earlier, how it's not just about, you know, rushing to plant the seeds of your intentions. It's kind of a good time where you need to just really rest and reflect and make sure that you're thinking about, you know, what you want to put into those intentions. So maybe thinking about what you really want in a new relationship or connection uh, before you just go out there and try to find whatever you're looking for. Yeah. I like to say the new moon is a great time um, for dream time because the sky is like void of any any light. And so you can really tap into like the darkness of our intuition and our dreams and kind of the different like realms. So for sure. I think first quarter too, that's usually good for taking action, like the first step in regards to our intentions. So I guess it's like if you've been, you know, swiping a bit 
on Bumble. <laughs> it's like, you know, and then maybe message a little bit, like like some like some comments. Plant those seeds. Some first actions or steps. Yeah, because you can't just have the intent. You have to have the follow through too after the new moon, right? Mm-hmm. That's how you get the effectiveness. Well, that's, that's why I feel like a lot of people in regards to like the word manifestation, some people are like, oh, it's so like, overused but you know just because you're putting the intention out there doesn't mean that it's going to manifest if you don't take real action and steps towards it I mean it's good to have that general mindset but yeah you have to you have to work still Mm -hmm. totally so I guess full moon would be like after you've messaged a bit and then you're like want to meet up (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like using the full moon for for sex magic times because it's just when you're in your most powerful, I think. Um, right. They say the energy during the full moon is like everything is magnified and expanded. So creativity is running really high. Emotions are running really high. That's why people are like, I'm feeling crazy during the new Oh, full moon. Mm-hmm. Them werewolves out there. <laughs> yeah. So it it's good for illuminating um, a lot of things in our lives, too, and kind of like getting clarity on certain situations. So yeah, it's good to probably follow your intuition during that time. It's like, yeah, should I meet up with this person? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> or go for it. <laughs> Gotta listen to our gut instincts, right? Absolutely. I'm wondering, has anyone had any like specific experiences where one sign that they really like to have sex with or one that they really don't? Mm. Well, I dated a Gemini for a while and I'm a Gemini and it seriously was like four people dating at the same time. It was absolute (laughs) madness and I will never do that again. Um, (laughs) well never say never. Uh, but the, the sex was definitely enjoyable because I feel like, um, there were just so many, so many things at play. Mm. (laughs) Two pairs of twins. So it's like four spirits going at it at once. Definitely. And we both were very much Gemini. So soul orgy. Small orgy. That's a good hashtag. Yeah, that's really good. Stealing it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can't do the same sign ever. I mean, I'd like to think that I wouldn't have to put myself back out in the pool, but I definitely don't anticipate Mm -hmm. because of it. But it was it was extremely fiery because Leo and Leo. Mm. But um, that also meant you know. I feel like it's easier because of the rest of the placements between me and my partner as far as us both being fire signs. Mm -hmm. But two extreme Leos was like... Just like power struggle. At first it was all doting on each other and wonderful, but then it became, yeah, that heightened like power struggle thing and like a little little bit of uh, roaring moments. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That makes sense. So I wanted to conclude this episode. I'm so grateful that Shady's been here to share her beautiful knowledge about astrology. Um, and if you don't know already, Shady has a wonderful business called Love by Luna and Moon Box, which is a lunar subscription box, which is super beautiful and amazing. Um, so thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for the Sex Magic Podcast. You can find us at sexmagicpodcast.com, on Instagram at sexmagicpodcast, or send us an email 
or a recorded audio clip if you'd like us to answer your question live at sexmagicpodcast at gmail.com.